Welcome to season three of The Spirit of Success. I'm your host, Yara, and on today's episode, we will be discussing careers related to the arts. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with multi-talented, renowned, and beloved musician, singer, actor, and craftsman, Mr. Roman Arona. Mr. Arona has presented his lectures and performed internationally at performing arts centers, theaters, festivals, schools, universities, conferences, powwows, and various reservations throughout the U.S., Asia, Mexico, and Canada. Mr. Arona also holds a Bachelor's of Science in Civil Engineering and Biology. In 2017, Mr. Arona founded the group I Am Human Media, which aims to create art and artistic programs that challenge current social structures and unite humanity while creating sustainable art and artists. The organization received nonprofit status in 2019. Mr. Arona also continues to serve humanity through performances at and volunteering on the board of various nonprofits. Known for his music, performance, and work's unique combination of positivity, power, passion, and inspiration, Mr. Rona and his mission of spreading and promoting the ideas of unity and diversity, equality, justice, service, cultural awareness, and challenging social structures and ideals continue to expand the horizon of the arts and make a continuing positive impact towards the advancement of our world. Welcome, Mr. Rona. How are you today? I'm wonderful. Wow, that's an amazing intro. Thank you so much for that. Well, thank you, and it's all true. And for today's episode, kindly Mr. Arona um, has told me that I can call him Roman. So before we get started and before we get into the details of your career, we'd love to know what got you into the arts and performance, and how did you get your start? Um, well, that is a, a fun question. So as a kid, I used to put on my own little talent shows at my house. Um, and then it got to where I was actually charging people uh, to come and watch me um, imitate Michael Jackson or somebody else. Um, oh. Yeah, that's that's literally as a kid, that's what I started to do. And I would I would just continue to do it. And you know, when the breakdancing phase was there, I was breakdancing and, and doing those types of entertainment. Um, and then as I grew, um, well, especially as a kid, as I started to grow and, and I was getting into cultural ceremonies and cultural singing and those types of things, um, it just, it grew from there. Um, yeah, so it, it's been something that I've always done. I took a break uh, for a little bit and I shouldn't say a break, but I took, yeah, I guess it was a break. I took a little break, went to school, you know, uh, got married, had kids, uh, started uh, working in the engineering field and biology and those types of things. And then um, I had an opportunity to come back to it again. And, and, and I did. And, uh, and I've been loving it uh, ever since. And I'm so glad that I, 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 I came back. Congo 
That is so amazing. And thank you for sharing that story with us. It's It shows how much of a passion you had for the arts as a little kid and also how business minded you were. You were like, <laughs> now's the time to start getting into the career and start, you know, kicking it off. So right. we, we love to hear that. It's really, really cute at the same time of like, that's also really amazing. Um, and you also kind of mentioned this in your um, answer to the previous question, but what got you into civil engineering and biology and um, what unique perspectives did you bring to these fields while you were working in them? Well, it's so funny because as an engineer, everything is literally black and white. There is no gray in, in there because of, of science and, and all the all the things that have gone into engineering, right? It, you can't make mistakes, you know, make, you make mistakes, things happen. Um, and so it's very black and white. And it's so funny because I, I was the engineer that was in the gray zone. I was trying to push boundaries and go, why is it like that? What, what, why does it have to be that way? You know, and it's the, oh, the answer was because it's just is, and I, that's not good enough for me. Um, that's never been good enough for me. Um, when it's the, that's just is answer. I'm like, all right, I'm going to figure out why it shouldn't be the just is. Yeah pushing boundaries, right? And so what got me into engineering was as a kid, I, I had that analytical brain. I could see something, I could look at it and figure it out, create something with it, um, whether it was building a doghouse, whether it was, you know, as I moved up in, into other things, I, I just had that mind. And, and one of the things that, um, so when I went into engineering, it was, um, I wanted to do environmental engineering. And, and I might, at the time, my dad had a construction company. And, um, and so I got to learn and, and be part of that quite a bit. And so that part was, was a lot of fun to me. So anyway, I went into engineering because I wanted to help in the environment. I wanted to be, uh, do something different um, in the environmental field. And, and civil engineering at the time was the environmental engineering. Mm -hmm. And so if you want to do environmental engineering, you went to civil engineering. And, and then environmental was just starting. So that's why, I mean, I, I really wanted to do environmental engineering. Um, I wanted to save the environment. I wanted to, you know, do all of those things. Um, that's what got me there. That's what I did. But I really tried to push boundaries. I was always trying to, to do something different. Um, it, it, it just can't be the norm. And I think if you're going to change in society, you can't just accept the norm. You got to be able to question it because you don't realize how much of the norm we become and what is normal may not be really good for us. Yeah. So that's what got me. That's what got me. Yeah, the biology part was because I was trying to do, I wanted to go into veterinary medicine. Um, yeah, I really wanted to help animals of you know all sizes and shapes and everything like that. And I made, uh, I made a quick turn and didn't go into it because I realized in veterinary medicine, you have to deal with the owners. And sometimes when you're dealing with the owners, you can't do what's best for the animal. And yeah. so that was very difficult for me. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense. I think the message that you that you shared with us of you have to push boundaries and just accepting the norm can be really detrimental to us um, is something that goes beyond just your career, but really goes into our lives. Like you have to be willing to stand up for what you believe in and to push the boundaries even when people tell you that they shouldn't be that way like you were doing in your in your um, career uh, and your your time as a civil engineer so pushing those boundaries and creating is what moves us forward 
right. you know, we're going to always stay in the same place if we don't do that, like you shared. So it's a very important message to apply both in our careers and in our lives um, into everything we do. And don't let people put you down because they're against it or they're maybe even scared. It's not that they don't believe in your idea, but they could just be scared themselves that something like this yeah. could happen. And, and- Absolutely. And, and even a step further than that, which is even scarier, is that some people really don't want to see you succeed, right? And so you're going to have those naysayers in any field that you go into, no matter what it is. And I always say, you got to armor up. You know, you got to be solid and strong and be strong in who you are and be able to move your ideals or your profession or whatever it is that you're doing. You've got to be able to advance that. And if you're not advancing that, then you might want to look and reflect upon yourself and say, is this really for me? Because if you just become stale, then what, what good are you? You know, you've got to constantly be pushing boundaries. you got to, in a good way, because there's also pushing boundaries in a negative way too. And so it's finding that balance of what it is. And, and for me, it's about advancing humanity and trying to get, you know, to, to be a unified world. You know, some of the prophecies in, indigenous cultures and myself as an indigenous uh, Baha'i, um, it, we, we have to push those, we have to push boundaries in a good way and unify the world. So. No, exactly. Those are very important points. And the idea that you have to do things in a positive way, obviously everything has a negative side to it and you can choose to be part of that negative side. Um, but if you choose to do it in a positive light, the outcome of it can be many fold, not only for you, but for humanity. And that doesn't mean in material things, but in just the advancement of humanity as a whole. So wonderful advice. Um, and talking about the arts and going back to, to that, what does creativity mean to you? And how do you bring together creativity and spirituality? Well, creativity for me is one, just listening listening to my inner voice, listening to with my heart, not so much, not always the head. And that, that, that's the confusion, right? You, you think so much with this, but this could also be detrimental and hold you back. Um, because the, I, 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 I've came up with this, this idea that the heart is meant to follow and the mind is meant to question, you know? Um, and a lot of times as humans, we, these two things battle. Um, this one's questioning what this is trying to do and so for me if you have pure intentions then that's what your creativity comes out and and for me it's about you know challenging myself uh with the people that i choose to be around or allow into my circle um and then how do i challenge them as well so it's got to be a two-way street they challenge me i challenge them and that's where my creativity comes from it's it's about really trying to push myself um and that that creativity and spirituality, that blending um, for me as an in, indigenous uh, person who is also a follower of the Baha'i faith, um, it, it goes hand in hand. I look at my prophecies as an indigenous person and I look at the prophecies of the Baha'i faith and, and those two things gel. The prophecies of my indigenous roots talked about the coming of the Baha'i faith and the follow the, the prophet founder Baha'u'llah of the Baha'i faith. And so to me, I just have to continue to follow that road. Um, and it's tough. It's tough sometimes too, because 
you have to understand that sometimes in creating that, in creating artistic uh, endeavors, it's very sensitive when you're walking and trying to push humanity, right? But at the same time, you have to. And sometimes it's an abrupt, almost like a slap in the face where you're, where you're upfront and it, you just, you have to awaken somebody, right? And sometimes it's very subtle. So those are the challenges that I have when I'm creating um, my artistic endeavors. But I also think at this time in this day and age, um, as indigenous prophecies, we've, they talked about this time. They've talked about the time of separation and chaos. They've talked about the destruction of the world. And it's beautiful to see that we're actually living and walking through this right now because we can now start to build this new world, yeah. right? And you see the crumbling of the old one. You see these high people in high places kind of come crashing down and crumbling because of falsehoods or lies or whatever it is that they've built that foundation on. Well, those things all, those things don't last and, yeah. and they crumble. Yeah. Exactly. And like we say, truthfulness is the foundation of all human virtues. Without that, Absolutely. as a society, as people, you know, what do we have if we don't have that? Um, and that really is at the basis of a lot of what we do, even in creativity and the arts and, and anything that we do in our life. Um, so thank you for sharing that all with us. And you mentioned two things that we're going to explore a little bit um, more in depth now. Um, and so uh, starting off with your beliefs and values, how have they influenced your approach to the arts? Um, and what messages and values do you try to promote through your music, acting, and performance? Everything that I do um, now in my artistic career um, or in my daily life um, is actually in one quote. And I'll read you the quote. It is by Abdu'l-Baha and Abdu'l-Baha was the eldest son of Baha'u'llah, the prophet founder. And so Abdu'l-Baha talked about it. And this is what, this is my, this is my motto. This is my quote that I always go to. And it's attach great importance to the indigenous population of America. For there can be no doubt that they will become so illumined as to enlighten the whole world. And that's what I try to do on a daily basis in anything that I do artistically or anything that I do in life. Um, I was raised that you had to be or dress nice just to go to the store we didn't have as indigenous people we don't have the luxury of rolling out of bed and just going straight to the store with your hair messy or in your pajamas or in those types of things because there's so many stereotypes around indigenous people that going to the store looking like you literally woke up and rolled out of bed and went to the store you have you know jeans that are all messed up or whatever right if you're not put together the stereotypes, people sit there and go, uh-huh, see, I told you, look at that, that's true. That stereotype is not just a stereotype, it is the truth. And so I was raised from a very, very, very young age that I had to be prepared. I had to look and be better than most. I had, I had weight on my shoulders representing not just myself as an individual, but my family. And then beyond that, my 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 people and beyond that all indigenous people 
And so that's why I had to be, I had to be ready. I had to look nice and dress and dress nice and, and, and conduct myself in the best way possible because I was rep representing more than just me. And so that stuck with me. And that's something that I am trying to teach other individuals is that you don't just represent you as much as we want to think, oh, I just represent me. And if I create chaos, it's only toward me. No, it's not. It's toward you, your family, your race, your religion. There's more to it than just you acting up or you being positive. It could, again, it's that either way, but it, 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 you have a responsibility. Each and every one of us as individuals have a great responsibility. And we have to take it to heart. We have to take it seriously. No, exactly. It's very important that we take all of that into consideration. And I think as, as a human race entirely, the way that we act is a representation of humans, period. And um, when you look at it on the larger scale, if we're able to judge people and look at their actions as representations of their group, what we really need to do is also look at the actions of humans as a whole and right. see that as a representation of the group. Because at the end of the day, we are all people, we're different, we're unique, we're diverse. And that was what makes us beautiful, but we're all still people. Um, and thank you for sharing those experiences with us. It's unfortunate that they are real. And I really wish, especially as a student um, who's still in high school and who's going to be going to college soon, I wish that our school systems would teach us more about the indigenous population so we need to learn more about that culture and learn more about the history of it. I wish we got to, you know, have more interactions with them and with individuals like yourself to come to our schools, conduct those assemblies, have us interact with that culture um, to, to take away, you know, as much as it can, the perceptions and the stereotypes that build up in people often because of fear or because of just ignorance and the not having contact with different people of different cultures. Um, and as, as a Middle Eastern myself, I've, I've seen you know, how much that ignorance has an impact when people have acted that way towards me, um, even when they do have interaction with Middle Eastern. So imagine you know, trying, expecting people to think one way when, this, when they haven't been exposed. And I think that is a big responsibility of our education, of our schools, and for people themselves to go out there and explore and look more you know, into these experiences, into the culture, do a little bit of their own research to find out more. Because the more that we stay ignorant about our differences, um, and the more we stay ignorant about the, the different things going on in our world, even if we don't think that they impact us immediately, well, the more closed off we're going to be and the less that we can make progress. And then we sit here and we're all surprised, you know, that things happen the way that they're going on in the world. Well, until the world realizes that we're connected and that anything that impacts, you know, somewhere in the world also impacts everybody in the world, we're not going to be able to make true progress and actually learn about one another full heartedly and be able to make that change that we want to see. So absolutely. I hope that, yeah. So I yeah. Hope Something that people take away from this, um, both as they're learning about careers, but really learning about the importance of learning about people and learning about cultures. So I, I have an analogy that I like to use about exactly what you were just stating, is that we all are interconnected. We, we, we think that our little world, you know, as we pull into our driveway and we open our garage door and we pull our car in and we close our garage door and we're surrounded by a fence, that that's it. Now I'm in my own little comfort zone. Well, if my neighbor next door decides he wants to build a fire, 
well, that has an impact on me, right? Because I'll start to smell the smoke or all of those things. So I call this the ripple effect. So if you get a rock and you throw a rock into uh, the, a lake or a body of water, you see the ripples, right? So there's an immediate big ripple and then it just slowly expands and it will literally, that ripple will overtake that body of water at some point. And so we as individuals are that rock and we create ripples in everything and everybody that we come in contact with. And so why not be a positive ripple? Exactly. So much easier to be a positive ripple than to run around creating chaos. It's just, you know, and unfortunately in the garden of humanity, the world, there's always going to be a weed there's always going to be those types of things, but the stronger you and unified we are in our garden of humanity, the world, the, yeah. the more those weeds are isolated. Yeah. And so we can pick out those weeds, right? So anyway. No, that's a wonderful analogy. And it's a great way to think about this concept. Uh, I think sometimes, even nowadays, when we talk about it, it still remains talk. And it still remains ideas that people, you know, internalize for a few minutes and then don't really do anything with. But I think a big part of that learning step and trying to be a positive influence in our society um, is asking and just being open to learning um, and really trying to interact with others with a positive spirit. If you do things in a positive spirit and you're doing things with a good intention, I feel like people are more receptive to that and people are able to see that and are more willing to help than things done out of a negative spirit or even a spirit of just trying to be on a trend or be on a wave, you know? So uh, all very important things that we need to think about. What obstacles, if any, have you encountered in any of your various professions and how have these shaped your approach and experiences? (laughs) Well, as I said earlier, you gotta armor up in everything that you do. Um, Armor up with prayer, armor up with, you know, being strong in who you are and being comfortable with who you are. And that's, that is something that is, I'm still working through today, is being comfortable in who I am. Why? Because there's so much that comes at you. And after a while, you get tired of having to fend off certain things, right? Um, and, and a lot of times talk is, is, is just that, it's talk, it's a lot of talk. And so one of the things that, that you know, has, I, I've just changed the mindset or I'm trying to working toward changing the mindset of, because in my profession, I'll send a lot of things out and trying to get gigs or trying to, you know, establish certain things. And, you know, you, you get a lot of no's, right? But those no's, I've now realized that those are opportunities for more yeses. So when somebody says no, hey, it just wasn't, it wasn't right either for them or for me, or that somebody, you know, it's, it's my prayers being answered to say, Hey, that's not the place you need to go. Right. And so I look at that. I look at those negatives now as it wasn't meant to be that it's a, it's a protection thing. So that's how I go about it because there's going to be a lot of no's. There's going to be a lot of people that, that are naysayers that, that just want to see you not succeed. Why? For whatever reason, maybe they're not comfortable and and who you, who I am or who they are or whatever the reason. I don't even need to get down in the weeds of those types of things. It doesn't matter. What matters is that I'm trying to do the best that I can to create positive waves. And that's it. 
So anything that is negative, how do you, how do you make that into a positive? What can you do as individuals? And that's what we can control. Yeah. Now there's a lot of things out there that we can't control and we forget that, but the things that we can control, we should be able to control, yes. you know? And so part of that is mindset. Part of that is knowing that there's going to be people to say, no, there's going to be people that don't like you. There's going to be people, whatever it is, but you stay positive, you stay humble and you continue to work for me, continue to work to unite humanity in my little world and everything that I can possibly do and yeah. try to make my ripple be bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and pull more people to be part of that. Again, not, not for the promotion of Roman Arona, but for the promotion of unity for the world. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And that's the important idea of whatever you do, doing it with a genuine spirit, I think is then what allows it to have that impact. And like we're going to discuss in the show in a little bit that I think falls into kind of what does success mean? Um, but mm -hmm. like you said, Roman, the ability to make it into something positive and to move yourself forward is what's important and is what is really a skill in life. I would call it a life skill, but it's important that we continue to develop um, no matter how old we are. Right. And sometimes when you get rejected or sometimes, you know, just in life or this or that or whatever it is, when you receive that rejection, you know, sometimes that is actually a safety because there could have been something else that, you know, could have gone wrong. So consider that door closed, an opportunity for another door opening. And you'll, you'll understand that maybe later in life, or maybe you won't, but because sometimes it's just a test. Yeah. And how strong are you to get through? Exactly. So to kind of talk a little bit more about um, I am human media, hashtag I am human. Um, you uh, founded the media company, like we talked about, um, in the introduction, it supports and uh, creates content um, that promotes ideas of social justice and equality and unity and diversity um, and the encompassing message that we are all human. Um, so can you tell us about what inspired you to create I Am Human Media um, and how has its mission and service evolved since its creation? It was forced upon me. And I say that because not seriously, it was literally forced upon me. Um, I was asleep, sound asleep, three o'clock in the morning and I was awakened almost as if, you know, like, I almost like startled wide awake. And I looked around going, what? And all of these things were kind of like, I call it my download. I was getting a download of information and I thought to myself, okay, okay, okay. I need to get rest. I'll deal with that in the morning. I couldn't, it was just brain was working too hard. And so I got up, I came into my little office and I started writing everything down. And then I was like, okay, I can go to bed now. My download is over. Well, that happened for like two weeks wow. straight, three o'clock in the morning every day. And it was ideas. It was all of these different things that I was needing to do or wanting to do. Mm -hmm. And it literally was forced to compile everything because all of these things were happening in my head. But now I was forced to actually write them down because I couldn't go back to sleep. And so that that started literally for two weeks, I did get the weekends off, which was really nice. 
um, that I got to sleep in or, you know, actually slept through the night thinking, oh, yeah. But then come Monday morning, three o'clock in the morning, it was like more information. So literally on the last day, I got the name. I am human. And I was like, oh, my goodness, like that is powerful. So I immediately went on. I registered it. I trademarked it. I did all of that stuff. And then we created the I created the, the media portion of it and saying, oh, well, I could, you know, I could really start this. And it started literally with people um, telling their life story. Ten and ten open ended questions, telling their life story, whatever they wanted to share in 60 seconds or less. And some of those went over a little 60 seconds, but <laughs> for the most part, that's how it started. Yeah. It was just to get people to tell their story, to show that we are all related simply by being human. Like that's it. You know, we, 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 we get caught up in all of these other things that, 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 um, that don't allow us to see clearly. And I just, it was cutting through all of that nonsense and all the fluff and all of the things that life gives us just to simply say, we are brothers and sisters because we are human. End of story, period, done. And so that's how it literally started. And then it, it, it was a for-profit at that time. And then I started moving forward and doing other things and writing uh, stage performances and some other things started happening. I was like, no, this needs to be a nonprofit because I need, I'm, I'm missing grant monies and I'm missing you know, those types of things where people can donate to it and, and be part of something. And so then that's where it evolved into uh, becoming a nonprofit. And uh, yeah, I mean, some new exciting things uh, really starting to brew. Um, we started the podcast with it uh, through I'm Human Media. Um, we're going to go back uh, to having those 60 seconds um, stories. So I think they're really important. That was the bread and butter for it. And so we're going to go back to those things. Um, and really, you know, I am human media then really wants to push boundaries and norms, quote unquote, the norms of society. Um, but we also want to establish art and artists that are sustainable. Because I think right now, we as society, you know, there's that old saying that, you know, an artist is a starving artist, right? There's a starving artist, this, you know, they have to work several jobs to be able to fund their art. That can't happen anymore yeah. because artists will drive society. Artists have driven society. Here's the beauty. The Baha'i faith talks about art and artists and puts them right up there with the doctors and the lawyers and everything else. The Baha'i faith has said, yeah, art and artists, craftspeople, all of that, it's worship. There you are. And so I'm like, wow, okay, well, you know, we need to, myself, I need to help bring that up. And so that's really what I Am Human Media is about. We want to push the, push the boundaries, then again, the norms of society, establishing new ones, unite humanity, and, and just really the, the, the go-to messaging is that we are all related. End of story. What a beautiful mission and a very needed mission in our society today as it keeps growing. Um, and stay tuned till the end of the podcast and we'll tell you a little bit more how you can get involved with I'm Media and also the podcast and a lot of other Roman's upcoming projects. Dealing with what your nonprofit works with and the whole mission of it and everything like that. Um, 
what is the role of music, performance, and the arts in general in society, in your opinion? I think it's going to. I think. Uh, I think it's going to be one of those things that really pushes society. I think um, we've listened to music in the past, um, like you know, back in the '80s, '90s. Um, I'm one of those kids that was a hip hop kid during those times. So I'm looking at those old school, you know, hip hop artists, right? Where they were telling stories. Um, they were telling stories about where they were come from, what life was to them. You know, those were very significant uh, for me and listening and hearing and being part of that. Um, and as a, as an indigenous kid, I was like, oh, well, indigenous music needs to be at that forefront too because we have stories to tell and we have things to, 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 to give to the world. And I think that indigenous music or music in general, art in general period is gonna play a huge role in changing the world. Like I, I listen to some of the, the, as I call it, nonsense now now, there are some good music out there, but a lot of the mainstream stuff right now is, is just awful. You know, they, I'm like, what are you trying to say? What are you, what's your message? And I just think that's, that's the problem. Yeah. We don't know what the message is. We don't know what we're coming from. We're just creating just to make it rich and say that we have a bunch of money and you know, and flaunt it and do all those things. But there's no real, there's no real story. There's no foundation. There's nothing there. And, and I think that that is really showing what society is going through right now. Yeah. We're lost. We're lost. We have no mission. We have no foundation. And we're just kind of wandering all looking around like, oh, I'll do this now. Oh, I'm going to go over there. Oh, I'm... there's no road yeah. or mission that we have and so i think as artists that's what we need to come back to we need to come back to other stories we need to come back to relating to people people like the music they hear but they want to hear the story they want to hear you as a person what are you about yeah. and that's what i'm here I, th I feel like people are craving that right now because we're all wandering wandering souls just going i don't know what to do i don't know where we're going i don't know what my end result is and, and I actually had a messaging about that on one of my, not last, I think it was my last podcast, this new changing, this new measurement for success. Yeah. It can't be about material wealth and money. It can't be that, 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 that brings in things that don't help society because then we become selfish. We sit there and go, well, I'll, I, I, I need more and more money because I need to fund all of my cars and all of my houses and all of these things. Getting back to your question, though, I think art and artists, performers, we, we, we have to get back on track with messaging. Yeah. And a lot of, I'm seeing, I'm seeing a lot of artists pushing the boundaries and, and really talking about their messaging and what that is. And I think as artists, that's what we have, as people, that's what we have to do. No matter what profession you are in, what's your messaging? What are you doing? What are you bringing? What is your road? And how does that road intertwine with my road? Because they, they will, they'll all cross, you know, cross over and meander this way and that way. And you have to be flexible. You have to be able to, to follow, but you have to have an end result and a mission. And what is that?
And so for me, I think art artists, we, we have to take a look at ourselves, mm-hmm. get back to this road of messaging, this positive road of messaging and pushing boundaries and, and, and making it and making it so that what art truly is, it's, it's, it's informing what society really is. And when it's, when it's, there's no messaging, there's nothing there. Artists need to rise up and go, okay, since we, we've gone through this and we're seeing that there's nothing there, we're moving on and we're going to create it now. Wonderfully put. And it's so true. I think, um, in my own experience of like, of listening to music, I know my mom um, really introduced my sister and I to music from the 80s and the 70s and the 90s and all of that music. And I remember just hearing the messages that everything had, like everything had a story behind it. Everything had a message in the lyrics. It dealt with something of the times. Um, And a lot of it really did have to do with bringing people together and promoting the ideas of we are people, we are one world, you know, we can do this together, we can rise, we can make the world we want to see. And that is so powerful. And that is so inspiring while still creating good music that makes you, you know, want to dance to it and just bop to it and all of that. Um, And like you said, we're seeing more and more and more and more straying away from that and less artists who are really trying to do something through their art that continues with that story and messaging, but still with the idea that you can have fun music that people listen to that's catchy, you know, you don't have to choose between the two. And that's what something that, like you said, we as a society need to start focusing on with our music and really what is our music communicating to our society because music has a lot more of an impact than we think the arts as a whole has a lot more of an impact than we think on how we think on our psychology on how the world functions because it's a lot of what people listen to those are the people that um you know for lack of a better word are considered influencers and the people that people look up to so don't we want to influence our society with good things and not bad things um and with good messages and so saying something in passing a lot of what i've heard is the idea that like oh it's just a song or oh it's just something said in a song or it's just something said in a movie you know well those things that are just said in a song or just said in a movie then become things that people carry out because oh it looked cool or oh it sounded cool um or oh that like that is something that i want to live by you know and those things then become dangerous if they're not good things so why not try to get us thinking about the good things in life um, and showing the messages of life but in a positive way that can help us move forward instead of a negative way that keeps bringing us down right and there's no just right that's the other thing it's not just just this or it's not just that by saying it's just you're making an excuse for it yeah and and it can't be a just right it, it you there, there's no excuse for some of those things and, and you just got to rise above it. I always say, if you take the high road, no matter what the situation is, you're going to come out on the other side of that unscathed. You're going to be okay. But yeah. when you try to get on that high road, but then you bring it down to certain people's level, just so you can feel like you got back at them, you're going to come back out of that bruised, hurt. There's other things that are going to happen. So if you just take the high road at all times and just be like, all right, you don't like me or all right, I didn't get into this or all right, I, you know, always taking the high road on the other side leads to really good things. So if there's anything that I always like to try to say, be 
the positive ripple and take the high road no matter what the situation is. Yeah, no, exactly. And make it so that people have to come up to your level. Don't let them bring you down. And that's something my mom always tells me um, is that, you know, in society with your friends, with your work, with whatever you do, no matter all the troubles that you go through, like you shared, Roman, you know, the idea is don't let others bring you down to their level so that they can understand you or so that they can feel better about themselves. Let them come up to your level and let you, you know, have a positive impact on one another instead of bringing each other down. But we've reached the big question of our show and kind of what we've been discussing throughout of what does success mean to you and how has your definition of success evolved throughout your life and career? You know, I, I grew up thinking that success was how well-known you are, how much money you have, what kind of vehicles you have in your garage, how many bedrooms you have in your house and how many restrooms, right? All of those things, how much square footage, all of those things. That's what I came up with. And I think that's what most people come, come through. What is success? And I look back now and I look at success as well, how many people have I reached? How many people have I been able to influence in a positive way? What kind of changes have I made in my life? You know, good, bad problems, all of those things. Did, we, did I overcome them and change and, and try to get, you know, in a good way? Those to me are what I measure success. Those are the things that I say, oh yeah, I, I have become successful. I have come through these, these tests and trials that either I gave myself because I did something dumb or that the creator gave me, that God gave me, right? Those are some of the things because there's, there's definitely two types of tests. There's a test that we create because we do dumb things or there's a test that, that the creator gives us or God gives us so that we can learn and grow. I think both of them you learn and grow as long as you don't repeat, right? So- <laughs> Um, so those is, that's how I kind of measure success. I, I measure like, I wasn't been, I, you know, had difficulty either hitting a note or had difficulty in, in, in my rehearsals with my flute or drum or whatever it is. Right. But I overcame it and I got through it and now I can do it. That's success to me. And so all of those little things to me is what, what I see as successful. Do I want the money, of course, one, we need it, right? But I don't want it so I can drive a Lamborghini. If I were, if I were fortunate enough to create, create or gain that kind of notoriety and success, I would have to make sure that that money is used to better society, better humanity, not build my mansion. That doesn't do anything for anybody right? That just wastes a bunch of money because now I have to upkeep it and I have to put the insurance and, you know, all the electricity and all the utilities and everything. That's a waste of money, in my opinion. I want to be able to create something where people can gather and, 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 and create community. That, that is my success. That's what I want to see. And that's that big ripple. And then it moves out from there. So though that's how I I characterize my success or success for me, how many people I can influence or change or have them become better human beings just by having a conversation with them. 
those are the things that I, I measure my success. Creating an album and releasing it, that's a, that's a success for me. When somebody hears it, awesome. I, that's, that's the cherry on top, right? That's the whipped cream. That's the, all those other things that, that are on top of that. But I don't see making a bunch of money or that being my goal. Yeah. If it comes, wonderful. That means that I was the creator. God thinks that I can handle that, right? And so then I know that I'm mature enough to be able to handle that. And that's great. But that's not what I do, why I do what I do. You know, the reason I do what I do is to just try to help society and the people around me and, and be a point of influence wherever I can of, of positivity. That's it. That's how I measure my success. What a lovely way to define success. And so moving to the part of the show where we talk about youth a little bit more, um, what do you think is the role of youth in service in today's society? You ready, youth? You guys are going to lead us. You, you know, that, that, that baton has to be passed to somebody. And um, I'm seeing, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited um, to see the push of the youth um, that's happening right now. Um, really pushing boundaries. You're seeing a lot of positive, I don't want to say protests, but yeah, there are protests. They're, they're challenging, right? The youth of today are really challenging what those norms are, <laughs> yeah. those quotes. Um, and, and I love it. I love it. I actually think it's, it's amazing to see the youth and the fire that they have because youth, youth are, are going to move the world. I mean, it, it, it's, it is. And you're going to have to, whether you're ready or not, that torch is going to be given to you. Yeah. It's better to be prepared. You know, it's, it's going to happen. And I think more importantly, I think it's going to be the, the female youth that are going to be the ones that rise up and the ones that are going to take us and pull us into this, this greater humanity that we've been promised, that we've been promised as humans from day one, right? But we couldn't get to this big unity. Um, we had to go through it. It's like you can't get to college when you're barely going into kindergarten. You have to go through all those stages and grow and then develop. And so that's how we see humanity. So for me, I'm super excited to see the youth and what's happening and, and the love and, and the, the willingness to call things out when it's not, when it's not what it either appears or when it's not healthy. I, I love it. I'm seeing it. Um, I, I have two kids right now and they challenge me on all the time. And I love it. I, I love to see them grow. And so, yeah, I, I think the role of the youth is going to be, it's going to be big. It's going to be big. And so be ready because you will take this, you will take this, this world into that next generation. And, and even those that haven't even come, you know, so the youth will then take yeah. it and, and run with it to, to a generation that, and prepare this next generation that hasn't even been born yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you, as, as, as a young woman, you're starting this. You have this amazing podcast. You're trying to get out there and develop all of these things. This is what I'm excited for. Because you're, by, by having this, you're pushing, you're teaching, you're learning as you're going through this as well. Yeah. But you're preparing 
for that next generation when you get to lead it and then have to hand it off. And how do we want to, as, as individuals, and this would be my messaging for youth, and, and it's a, 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 a philosophy that Indigenous people have. It's not a philosophy, it's a teaching that Indigenous people have. It's looking forward seven generations. And if you look seven generations, like for me, I'm, if I'm generation one, my kids are generation two. Well, I got three, four, five, six, and seven that aren't even born yet. And how am I going to, what am I going to do? And what are my actions here for, for two, three, four, five, or sorry, three, four, five, six, and seven, right? That aren't even born. So that's what we have to look at. Those are the things that we have to prepare for. And as youth, you are ripe and ready, but remember that your generation, what are you preparing for, for that next generation? How do you want to live your legacy? Because one day I will be an ancestor. One day you will be an ancestor. And what do you want your legacy to be? Yeah. That's what's important. <laughs> exactly that whole message of armor up and come together and the ability to do it we'd really thank you for your encouragement and thank you for your kind words about the podcast um so i think one thing that sometimes i hear from youth is that idea of like oh it's a lot of pressure on us or why just us well i think we need to start thinking it's not just us and our generation of youth it's always been you and it's that understanding that this is the role of youth in society. It's not just like it's because of you guys, because of what's happening in the world now. But the previous generation of youth also felt that because it was whatever was happening in the world at that time. But I think, and this is something I'm just kind of realizing right now from what you shared, is that it is the role of youth. It's not just like a, it's your time now, but it is the role of youth to, to bring us forward. So what advice do you have for youth who want to pursue the arts and performance as careers? Do it. That's it. I mean, literally do it and do it to the best that you can. As I tell my kids, there's only one thing that you can do, and that's to be the best version of you in this world. Yes. That's it. You, you got, if that's what you want to do, then do it. I hope that myself as an artist, that when I hand off that baton to you or I'm, you know, teaching you what I've learned through it, that you will then take it and advance it and move it forward because that's what we have to do. I don't want to, and I think this is what has happened a lot of with artists, especially in the past. We make it, we, we were successful, we do all those things, but then we don't in turn give it to that next generation coming up. Mm -hmm. We think, oh, I got to, I, I worked so hard for this. I got to hold on to it. And really what we're doing is we're choking our own success. We're choking the art or any profession. We choke it because we're trying to hold so tight because we, we, we know our struggle. We know how much we sacrificed. We know that we had to burn the candle at both ends, right? We know all of those things. But the best thing that you could possibly do as an artist is to turn around to that young generation coming up behind you, whether they're looking up to you or not or whatever, but to turn to that young generation and go, hey, this is what I learned, right? And this is, this is what I'm going to give you that hopefully you can take this foundation and, and move it forward and be better than I am because that's what it is, it's all about. 
every generation builds upon the one of the past and makes it better. Right. And so that's, yeah, it's a lot of pressure for, for youth to, to take that on. But remember, you're not in this alone. There's other youth still going through it yeah. there now, but, but there might even be youth. They don't have that opportunity to yeah. be able to do that. So you got to take on their role too, because they're struggling. They can't do it for whatever reason, right? Maybe the culture doesn't allow them to do that thing. Maybe, maybe a parent says, no, you can't be an artist. You have to be a doctor. You have to be a lawyer. You have to be an engineer. You, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. And inside of them, they're going, all I ever wanted to do was be an artist. Okay. So let's, let's mold that and say, okay, you want to be an artist, but they're making you be an engineer. We'll combine the two and become an architect. Yeah. Ah, there you go. Now I can create art and get paid while doing it and better society. Right. So there's, there's always options. So if you want to do it and become an artist, do it, but, but ask questions, ask that generation ahead of you and, and seek out those people that are willing to turn to you and say, Hey, here's what I learned. Go advance it, but be responsible and go advance it. Go do it. Be the best version that you can be in this day and age. Be, be the best, you know, or be your best. Cause you don't have to be the best. You have to be your best. Yeah. That's it. And you'll be successful and you'll have fun. And, 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 and yeah, there'll be challenges, but there's going to be challenges in life period. Yeah. So just go do it. That's all I say. Do it. If that's what you want to be, do it. Beautiful advice that we definitely need to take into consideration, whether you're going to the arts or just in general and, it's, it's something that you can incorporate in whatever you do. And the idea of being creative with how you pursue a career, um, obviously, like you said, Roman, not everybody has the opportunity to fully pursue what they 100% want. But if you can try to make it in the way that suits you best, you know, that I think is what shows that you're able to overcome challenges and overcome those difficulties that you're facing. And maybe at some point in your life, if then is not the time, another time arises where it's like, this is your time to pursue that thing that you originally wanted to. Or maybe Absolutely. you should do both of them together or both of them like on the side, like separate, but together at the same time. Um, and so I've super, super, super enjoyed our conversation in the podcast. It's been wonderful having you on today. Um, but unfortunately, as our episode draws to an end, do you have any additional words of encouragement or advice you'd like to share with our audience? The only thing I can always, I, I just love to tell people all the time is, you know, again, I said it earlier, be a positive ripple, be the best version of you in the world and, and, and know that that is way beyond good enough. If you're giving the best of you, you're perfect. It'll be, it, it'll, it'll work itself out. Be the best, best version of you and know that you are good enough. Well, thank you for that wonderful advice. And um, as I said, it's been a pleasure speaking with you and thank you so much for your insight and the advice today. Um, to learn more about Roman and to check out his work, visit his Facebook at roman.arona.5, Instagram at romanarona, and his website at romanarona.com. To learn more about hashtag I am human media, check out their content and learn how you can support their mission and get involved, visit iamhumanmedia.com.
on their website, you can also find all their social media links. Uh, Roman has been working on a lot of upcoming and released projects, including his own podcast, The Indigenous Cafe, and some new music, including a new album and a trio called Medicine Arrow. Uh, would you like to share more about these projects with us? Sure. Like the podcast is really to give a platform for Indigenous music. As I said earlier, I really wanted Indigenous music to be part of the mainstream, like it was in my in my household. Um, we listened to all kinds of music, but that was you know, it was a big part of who I am. And so I wanted to give that uh, uh, to the world, not only to indigenous people, but to the world. Um, and so that's why I created the indigenous uh, cafe podcast. Um, and we, we do positive messaging and some things like that and some learning experiences through that. And we have interviews and other things, but um, yeah. And I started a new trio called medicine arrow. Uh, we just finished up uh, some recording. So we'll be releasing an EP per pretty soon, uh, probably a digital release uh, only at this moment in time. working on a, a flute and drum uh, CD that should be coming out hopefully soon as well. And that's, uh, a, that's number two of four. So the first one was uh, drum awakenings and that was strictly drum. The next one, um, what I'm thinking is to be the title um, is gonna be called soul awakenings. And so that's flute and drum. So it builds on the next one. The third one will be flute drum and we're gonna add vocals to that one. And the fourth one will be all of those things with Baha'i prayers on top of that. So look out for those things. Those will be coming uh, hopefully soon. Um, yeah, I got a lot of fun things coming up. And yeah, if you guys have questions or want to reach out, please do. I'm here. I can uh, try to help out wherever I can. Well, that all sounds super exciting. I'm especially excited for the CD because I love the idea of like the progression of adding things onto it and how they're all connected. That's super, super, super cool. So be sure to check them out. Um, and when things come out, you can be sure that we'll be talking them about them here on the Spirit of Success, as well as the podcast. So be sure to check all of that out. Um, well, thank you again for your time today, Roman. Thank you. Uh, I've really, really, really enjoyed having you on today's show. And I cannot stress that enough. Um, and as always, thank you all for listening. 
Be sure to subscribe, follow, and like the podcast on its various platforms, including YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts, to be notified each time a new episode is posted. If you want to get the latest updates about the show, announcements, submit questions that you would like me to consider to talk about on the show, or join discussions related to the topics we discuss on the show, follow us on Instagram at spiritof.success, Facebook at spiritof.success9, and our Facebook group under the Spirit of Success. Until next time, I'm your host, Yara. And don't forget to continue challenging yourself and working to make your spirit soar to new heights. Bye!